You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Real Nurses of Detroit. This podcast is for patient education in a fun, interactive, unfiltered, conversational way. We are here to answer all of your questions and get rid of all of the myths you see floating around social media. I am your host, Nurse Practitioner V, along with my nurse and doctor friends. We also want to apply our medical knowledge to real life. So keep listening to the Real Nurse of Detroit podcast. Sunlight crystallized and become night. Dark like sexual chocolate. The children is our future, but they sell them and market them. Pedal and melanin across seashores. To the wicked, I'm just considered a human resource. Cause I'm melanin rich, I'm a melanin there. Melanin rich, I'm a melanin there. Melanin rich, I'm a melanin there. Hey y'all, did y'all miss me? It's me, NPV, the Real Nurses of Detroit podcast. We have been gone for a couple of months. Um, you know, I want to uh, first start out with our sincerest condolences to the family of Dave Phillips. That's why we um, have been on a little sabbatical because the owner of the podcast had passed away. Um, so uh, we're happy to be back in studio and I have a great show for y'all tonight. So I'm going to try to bring a little sunshine. I know it's a lot going on in this pandemic, a whole lot. And we miss Dave, but we really want to uh, shout out his family. But um, let's see. I got some great guests tonight. Because you know the Olympics is coming up, right? I know I'm in the studio by myself, and I don't, I don't like it. Uh, they, the Olympics are <laughs> on the way. It's uh, They're they're <laughs> questioning it, though. They they. There, uh, there's some people, there's some uh, Chinese people that are like, maybe we should call it off. Yeah, it's uh, Tokyo 2020. So they had put the uh, Olympics on hold from 2020 because every four years we have the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? So the last Olympics was in Rio 2016. And so what happened was they had to postpone it for a year because of the pandemic. Um, and so we're really in 2021 and there'll be... Um, set to go in uh, July, uh, which is a beautiful thing. So I invited some of my close friends and teammates that are Olympians to tell us how does this work? Mm. Like, what what's going to happen? What does this mean? But I also, you know, I love mental health, too. I'm a nurse practitioner by profession. You can call me Nurse Practitioner V. And, um, you know, I'm sinus in the streets, but I'm tacky in the sheets. That's a little medical humor. Uh. <laughs> yeah, everybody don't get it. Sounds a little dirty. Y'all don't have yeah, you said, <laughs> but, but I like it. <laughs> you gotta get it. That's about the heart. Like I get the heart rate goes. Okay, but um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> so COVID updates. You know, I like to talk about a little bit of COVID because we're still in the pandemic right now, and you know, we have the mask mandates have kind of relaxed a little bit. Um, as of July 1st in Michigan, uh, you no longer have a mask mandate. Uh, we don't have to wear any masks, but in, in May, cause I coach track, I coach high school track and shout out to, uh, Warren Cusno. So as of the 21st, you didn't have to wear any mask outside. 
And any outside sports events or outside activities, um, it's kind of weird to see people's faces now, their whole face, not just the eyes. Because, you know, people be trying to, like, holler at you, and you be like, oh, you kind of cute from the nose up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, pull your mask down, though. Like, I need to see the whole face. Crazy candy corn teeth pointing (laughs) in 10 different directions. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny because I teach. We we compete. I teach at Fraser High School. Do so. you? Oh yeah, Fraser. We beat oh. y'all. Yeah, we probably. beat you. Probably. Hey, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, you could have yeah, came yeah, to yeah. our track meet. Yeah. Are y'all going to state finals? Uh, we had some kids uh, go to states. One of my yearbook. I do yearbook and newspaper and broadcast class. Absolutely. My, my yearbook girl Madison, fifth place in the state for pole vault. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Madison. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I have two. Um, and I have to give them a shout out. One is Dominic. Dominic is fourth in the state in the mile. Nice. He's at 800 meters. He's the first in the region. Right, right. So we were expecting big things from him. We got a couple distance, distance guys, too. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. He's nothing to play with. You got to watch him. He's I, be I love great. it. It's been such a hard year. I'm glad that Absolutely. they get to do some sports and do something real. So. Yes. And my girl, Jenna. Jenna is going in the mile in the, in, at the state finals next weekend. And, and you know, the Olympics. Are the Olympics important? Abs- what? I'm sorry? Okay, that's why. Well, I'm asking you. It's like you just cussed at me. <laughs> Excuse me? Okay. So. Every four years, these are the best athletes in the entire world. Why are they important, though? Why? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just devil Let me break it down. Here. Let me break it down Tell for me. you. I wasn't yeah, trying to go to this part. I wasn't trying to go in this part. Yeah. Oh, all right. We were easing into it. We were, like, uh, oh, getting uh, comfortable. Uh, <laughs> he just got me in my notes. You got to let him know. You got to let him know. <laughs> so, you know, the Olympics have been going on for centuries. Yes. Right? So, we want to uh, assimilate in every sport uh, from softball. I mean, softball was gone for some years and baseball was gone from the Olympics, but they just re-added it. Mm. Um, also, they added uh, karate. There's a couple of different sports they just added back to the Olympics. Do you find Olympics. it odd that they were talking about eliminating wrestling, which would be like one of the original sports? Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's news to me. So they were talking about eliminating wrestling, and I'm like, that's just it's bizarre because that were you was, a that's where it's, no. Oh. I, I was a track and cross-country guy, but. Oh, you're and a now I, now I'm a sit on the couch watch Netflix guy, but <laughs> <And> uh, broadcast <laughs> podcast. Yeah, some of the new sports in the Olympics is karate, surfing, sports climbing, skateboarding, baseball, softball, and there's some others. Mm-hmm. There's a 13 year absence from uh, baseball and softball. Wow. Yeah, but um, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine being the best in the world though? Yeah, oh, yeah. I that and that's something to your whole life. Mm-hmm. That's my whole life I tried to be. But let, you know what? Let's let's switch gears. Let's yep. go into the mental health aspect and we'll come back to sure, sure. Why the second half we're going to go When those guys into are here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuz they'll listen. <laughs> but the kids the kids are struggling and adults are struggling with, you know, all this lockdown and shutdown and and separation anxiety. Absolutely. I mean, I thought my dog uh-huh. had separation anxiety. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Not the dog. <laughs> So, <laughs> what I will say is this. This is, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, that's why I found uh-huh. it very important to give some resources. Because we talk about the problem a lot. Um, but we never really harp in on solutions. So, I want to give you guys solutions. That's what I try to do on this show. You know, I want to make it a little edutainment. Get some education and some entertainment. <laughs> 
You never know what might happen on this show. Who might pop in the door? I don't know. But um, let's see. Okay, so health, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, let's talk about therapy, right? We, that's the first thing when you think mental health uh, or mental illness or uh, I'm going to go to a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Um, and, you know, th- I think the pandemic revealed um for some people a deep unhappiness with their jobs uh which also points to a larger problem in how the workplace is structured right um there's a line between work and home that's been blurred for decades and with the pandemic um that was obliterated completely Okay, for many. Uh, Meanwhile, there is a class divide between the white collar worker and those that are hourly worker or the blue collar worker. Um, And but some of them were very essential. That includes the grocery clerks, the bus drivers, the delivery people. Uh, Let me tell you something. I rely on not not what's the other one? Not Uber Eats, but. DoorDash. DoorDash. Oh my God. Bring I'll, me some bagels, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going for alliteration. That's uh, and shipped. That's my jam. I don't. I haven't been to the grocery store in a year. They did all of my grocery shopping, um, but um, that hasn't hasn't widened. It's just been more painfully visible, right? In the pandemic, of uh, we need these essential workers, but we don't treat everybody right. Um, During the pandemic, nearly half of all employees with advanced degrees were working remotely, while more than 90 percent of those with a high school degree or or less had to show up in person in a pandemic. Um, Healthcare workers will need, um, I believe, therapy after the pandemic, during, probably before, during and after. You probably needed therapy um, because... For sure, this has a pr- been a process, and, and you need to process everything that just happened. Um, oh, you're a front line. Oh, yay, great. And, I, I, you know, for me, I work with soldiers current and after they leave the military, and it's just like, oh, yay, hey, thank you for your service. But really, what does that mean? It's a, a hand clap, and um, it's kind of condescending. It's really like, are you really happy or thankful for my service? Um, there's a we have experience as a healthcare worker personally, um, compassion fatigue. We also are going through grief, and and a lot of people I believe are questioning their whole reason why <laughs> why should they stay in this in this profession. Um, it's a catch twenty two. Some providers like NPs, PAs, MDs, including those that work in mental health, um, have to be medically, psychologically, physically cleared every two years to practice, to credential, to continue to uh, practice. Um, And a lot of people are using healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms right now, such as drinking and marijuana. but I am happy to see some things being glorified on social media, such as uh, Taraji P. Henson has a mental health show on Facebook, just like the Red Table Talk. 
um, these celebs are coming forward on her show to do kind of a peer-to-peer talk on a couch. And they're saying the traumas that they went through and they cry about it. Um, I don't think Taraji is not a life coach or a, a psychologist or anything, but to make people aware of what, regardless of your status, um, celebrity status or financial um, level of education or anything like that, you still go through things. There's another show that I just found on YouTube. I'm a YouTube fanatic, so I see a lot of stuff on YouTube. So YouTube <laughs> is this show called Blue Therapy. It's more of um, based in London, England, and they talk about it's a black couples therapy, and it's very interesting. I think I seen one of the dudes on there. He was, um, I, I dated a dude like him. <laughs> he, he's cute and all, but uh, um, he for the streets. Uh-huh. I ain't going to say his name, but he know who he is. For the streets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good show. And you'll probably see somebody that you dated on there in this couple. And they're talking it out, hashing it out in front of this therapist. And she's letting them. And you're just like, really? That's what you're doing? And this is what you're doing in response? And it's just a reaction. It's crazy. It's funny. You'll be entertained. And they got beautiful accents like Idris Alba. It's like, oh, you just watch it. Idris Alba talk. And that, oh, that English accent. I done got hot. Can you turn the air up, please? I done got hot. It's hot in here. So they got the English accent going on and the blue therapy and they hashing out their toxic behavior, but they all sexy as hell. They all beautiful men and women. Watch it. Couples. That's a form of couples therapy. And, you know, there's different types of therapy that are available. There's couples therapy, marriage counseling. There's individual therapy. There's DBT. There's sports psychology. People don't be knowing. We got psychologists in college. We had psychologists to help us, um, like, like what do you call it? Uh, I want to say formulate, but that's not what I want to say. Uh, visualize us winning the race and help us with these un- underlying fears that we don't even know that we have. And there's group therapy. And then there is life coaching. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and my first guest, you heard her. That is Lucretia Randall, a certified life coach. And I'm going to let her go ahead. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) Hello, Veronica. You are carrying it. I love that. (laughs) And uh, thank you for inviting me on your show today to enlighten your audience about what to expect from a life coach. Actually, we're celebrating our new launch of our podcast, and it's called Keeping It Zen. We'll be uh, covering many topics such as life coaching, mental health, relationships, career, COVID-19, and some uncensored hot topics. Ooh. Ooh, (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I'm very passionate about helping people. You know, as a professional certified life coach, again, um, I specialize in relationships, career, family, personal growth, and executive coaching. Together, 
My clients and I work towards achieving their goals through creating content that effectively communicates and resonates with them to target areas of most important to them in the no judgment zone or without being clinically diagnosed. Because as a life coach, that's what we do. We don't diagnose. We're there to, to listen, to guide you, and to just really help you build on what it is that you want. In other words, we keep it zen. Okay. You know, I love and, and let me say this. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I like about it, it helps the uh, client frame their thoughts and attitudes towards professional and personal challenges. Okay. That's amazing. That sounds so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, so I want, I really want to like dive into these questions. I have a few questions that are pretty deep. Um, has a pandemic to me, the pandemic has showed us how much we hate our jobs. I mean, I don't think everybody's living in their purpose. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I believe some people, you know, do feel like they hate their jobs. But there are some people who are finding out it's not so much that their jobs that they hate, it's the politics of the job that they can't stand, you know? Because if people would just stop messing with you and let you do your job, you know, that part, you can handle it. That part. And and you, and then there's that workplace bullying and, you know, and then you have those haters. But uh, really, I believe that people do uh, love what they do because they are perfectionists. It's just that they can't handle the politics. Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. So how long have you been a life coach? I've been life coaching for 25 years and I love it. You know, I love working with people that like to keep it real. When you come in with me, you know, you can talk, you can let your hair down. If you're having a bad day and you say, look, I want to just knock this person out. I'm not going to be judging you. I'm not going to be documenting you and say, hey, look, you need some medication for this. <laughs> it's it's a place to where you can come and you can have a sounding board and not be judged and not be told that you're crazy. Everybody needs that. Why? Because we are not our accomplishments. We can accomplish things and have titles, but when we go home at the end of the day, we're still at individual. We still have our own issues. Everybody has a mask that they have to wear professionally, but it's like, what do you do when you go home and you have to deal with yourself? And you don't have anybody that you can really trust to talk to about how you're really feeling, yes. you know, because uh, if, for example, if you're a doctor, you know, there's an expectation put on you that you've got to be perfect. Well, guess what? Nobody in life is perfect. Absolutely. You know, it's good to have an accountability partner, somebody that's going to be able to tell you like it is. And, you know, yeah, you're going to take it personal. However, you know, constructive criticism is not going to do anything but grow you, you know, and. Um, two, something else I want to touch bases on. It, it's kind of hard nowadays because, ooh, I hope I don't get in trouble saying this, but um, the women and their careers are the new men and the men are the new women in their careers, you know? Because, <laughs> because they're, taking, they're taking more of a dominant role. And it's kind of hard because uh, in history, it's been that it's supposed to be that um, 
the man is the head and the woman's supposed to be the tail. Well, it's not like that anymore. The woman is the head and the neck. Okay. I think think it should be more of a partnership, though. The structure, definitely, the structure of the family has definitely changed. We have more single parents, whether it's just a father or just the mother, but I think both are, it and I'll sh- talk to my friend about it this. should be. Both of them are very much needed in that family. They situation. are. I, I would agree. It's supposed to be a partnership, but in reality, it's not always a partnership. That's why you need a life coach sometime to talk to about why it's not. You know, things are not always textbook or storybook. Life is a reality. And the reality is, is that, you know, people are not always partnering and there should. And so that's why you need uh, somebody to help give you the tools to be able to accomplish that. And that's what I do. That's amazing. Um, So so let's break down real quick because I want to go into this scenario. Um, I was watching, which I like to watch often, is The Breakfast Club. Um, There is a psychologist on there, a therapist on there. Um, I think he's still working on his PhD or whatever. But um, Jay Barnett um, on The Breakfast Club a couple days ago, he was talking about um, his personal struggles as a two-time suicide survivor and how he was seeking validation related to his father wound and some deep-seated abandonment issues. Um, He lost that validation, um, you know, or that father figure when he stopped playing football because that coach filled in that gap. So when that was over, um, almost like he lost his identity. So can you um, comment on the difference between accomplishments and what happens when that becomes what you did versus your identity? Hmm, That's a good question. Well, basically, we um, are not our accomplishments, but our accomplishments teach us that we can start and finish something you know it's it's a part of uh it's a part of us but it does not identify us as an individual when you're at your job and you have people that really need you and they're not looking at you as a person they're looking at you as a professional um you feel needed yeah you know you feel valued but then when you go home and there's not that same type of, um, as you'd say, um, need. You know, you need to feel that same love that you're giving. It's not there You're because you're wearing a mask. When you come home, you have to take that mask off and realize, hey, well, this is who I am. I like doing this and I like doing that. And when you are at work, there are policies and procedures to follow. If somebody, like for example, if you're a doctor and you're talking to your client, your patient, and your patient asks you, well, what are you doing this evening? You're like, wait a minute, you asking me my personal business. You know, I'm here for you professionally. You kind of take it personal. You can only be one way at work in your profession. 
Uh oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, she's breaking up a little bit. On you know, yeah, sorry. Um, for some reason, we have a you we're having some technical difficulties a little bit. We can't. So yeah, her I don't know if you is, can uh, hear me. I can hear let me say this: okay. we are more than our uh, accomplishments. Yes. Far as professionally, personally, as an individual, we are unique. And that, and that's what it is. Um, so basically, we can't be defined. Our identity is not defined by what we have accomplished, whether correct it's a degree or a gold medal or i don't know so uh, whenever whenever valedictorian you, whenever you want them you got uh chuck and clement uh in the back in the backstage gotcha so, yeah so lucretia i just want to um end with one more question okay and you know, I I love. There's a poem um, that was in the movie Coach Carter and Aquila with the B. Is it Aquila and the B? Aquila and the B. Um, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Um, I think a bigger fear of my own was the fear of failure, and so. Um, you know, I think you can equate that to athletes that do not want to lose, or do not, or um, doctors that do want don't want to lose a patient, or um, students that don't want to fail a test. But um, just real quick, I want to get your qu comment on. Um, there's a documentary. Uh, I think the star of the show was Michael Phelps. It's called Weight of Gold. That came out in 2000. 20 i believe um it's a documentary a sports documentary on hbo with michael phelps and he talks about the weight of gold and how athletes work their entire lives to get to the olympics but what happens after the olympics he said that win or lose 80 percent of athletes will go through post olympic depression so is this the time when they take off that mask because they, they have gone to the, as far as they can go, and they have done the best that they can do, is this when they get real and say, that's all that I was. That was my whole identity. I didn't have a, a plan B. What is that? Well, that's a genuine and authentic fear that they have. You know, when you spend your life being what you've accomplished, instead of um, living your life being who you are, you're going to have that type of confusion. You know, it's no different than the men in the military. They've been in the military all their lives. And then when they get out, they don't really know who they are. You know, they're not a, they don't know how to be a father, how to be a husband. You go through this transition because you build this whole persona on who you are professionally, and you don't have a chance to embrace yourself personally. So that's where that confusion come in. And I say this, let your fear fuel your faith, because that's what's going to see you through it. I love that. <laughs> I love that because I think that we go through cycles and we have to redefine who we are many times in our lifetime. Um, 
But let me ask you this before we let you go, because this has been amazing. Absolutely amazing. I yeah, I'm sorry that the mic had cut out, too, you know, because I went out for a while. I couldn't even hear you. It's okay. It's okay. What you did see, what we heard was amazing. And I think that um, some of us can't, all, all of us can't always go to a therapist. Um, I think sometimes you need a life coach. And um, I will say this. How do we reach you if we want your services? How do we get in touch with you? Well, you can go to my website at uniqueinnovations.com, and that's spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E-I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. There you will be able to uh, schedule an assessment with me, and we can see what we can do from there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and one more thing. What's the name of your podcast again? The name of the podcast is called Keeping It Zen. All right. Thank you for having me on your show today, Veronica. Thank you for coming. We will talk later and we will have you back again because this was you kept it all the way 100 percent real. And that's what we do on the Real Nurses of Detroit podcast. You have a great evening. You too. All right. Uh, v, you got you got the boys are here. Oh, you got Chuck, you got Clement, you got Fabian. They are all here. Wait, and... I'm waiting for Earl Jones though, so, not Mike Jones. Earl Jones. You want me to bring <laughs> want me to bring all these boys into the party? Not yet. Let me announce right. them one by one because I right. gotta give their little stats. Just tell now. me, just tell me when to pull them in. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Give me, give me one second. Y'all see this Eastern Michigan University? There you go. Sweatshirt. Y'all see that? That track team. Y'all see that? Okay. I hope y'all see it. But I, I have to announce my next guest. I have four other guests right now. Um, I just want to make sure everybody is in the back. Clement, Chuck, Fabian are here. I think Earl was having no a Earl problem. Yet. Earl, where you at? Earl. Earl, called. he called me a little bit earlier, though. All right. Don't he use, said he needs, Earl, don't use Safari. He said he needs, oh, don't use Safari. Yeah, use anything but Safari. Oh, okay. Yep. Safari's the devil. That's <laughs> <laughs> Don't use Safari. He said, is there a phone number? Can he call? No. He said he needs help. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll play a little bit. Let's go with the fellas we got. And then... Yeah, let me introduce them one by one. I'm about to introduce them. And I and then you I'll let you call Earl. I we there's no phone number. No. No, I'll let no, you No, he's how oh. come? Okay, so uh first up, you ready? To to let him in? Okay. Hold on, let me let me get my notes together because y'all got me a little flustered. I'm a little nervous right now. I don't know why, because these guys are like my big brothers, like for real. Um I wanted to go into like how the oh, Olympic was structured and everything, but I'll save that until they come on. So I guess um Let's go with the first one. We'll go. We'll go old school. We'll go with um, Chuck Wilson first. Let me get my um, engineer. Chuck Wilson. <laughs> He's trying to get Earl on the phone right now. Give me. Give us a minute because we're trying to. Um, 
We're trying to make sure everybody can get in the room at the same time. So we're going to do Chuck Wilson first. What's up, Chuck? What's going on? Hey, listen, Veronica, how you going to say old school or Earl is older than me? What's up with that? <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck. I'm sorry. Man, I'm like, Wow. First is Brian McKnight. Now it's old school. <laughs> you like, listen. Okay, so let, you gotta tell the story. So when I met Chuck, I met you what three years ago at um, something like that at homecoming, right? And he comes up to me like I was wearing a sweatshirt. He was like, "Oh, you ran track? Oh, for real?" And I, I didn't know who he was at all. I was like, "Yeah, I ran track. Hey, who are you? Old school?" And he was like, "Old school." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he went to the Olympics. No idea who he was, because I was there. I, I didn't. I didn't go to the Olympics, but more on that later. Okay, I thought you went to Olympic trials. More on that later. I told you I got. A, I, I got a great story for you for your listeners on, on how all of that went down. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So let me introduce everybody that's that's in the background real quick. So um, our next guest is uh fabian rollins hey what's up veronica how you doing what's up (laughs) now fabian i I, I see fabian run i see it with my own (laughs) two eyes i was like y'all put y'all stuff down because fabian about to run watch this yeah fabian ain't about to play with nobody That was it. like Appreciate 1999. It. I remember yeah. it. I remember your Olympic uh, debut. I was there. I was in front of the. We had like a 19 inch screen TV at the time. And <laughs> the whole team was cheering you on. We was watching you run. And I was like, oh, Fabian about to get Michael Johnson. Don't, you can't tell me nothing <laughs> about that. Don't say nothing about my Fabian. My Fabian's going to win. And they was like, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, so a you, lot of us had had some great experiences running Michael Johnson, but uh, you know, he's the goat for a reason. Hey, I tried to get him on the show. I was trying to surprise y'all and get him, but he didn't <laughs> respond to my inbox. But that's all right. Next time when I get him, that's all right, V. When you blow up, he'll be trying to get on your show, and you'll be like, mm, Mike, I don't know. I don't know. Absolutely, no Chuck. Absolutely, you let her know. Yeah, I got Fabian. I got Chuck. I got Earl Jones. I got Clement. I don't know if I can fit you in, Mike. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me introduce our next one, Clement. Clement is up in here. Represent really? Nigeria. What? 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 V? Really? You? You gotta get Fabian in there before me. What's <laughs> wrong with you, man? There's something wrong with you. Really? You know what? I'm about to leave. Right? Hey, Chuck, how you doing? Man? Oh, Why you doing you know, I'm about to step out right now. This Why is, you this doing is, me like this? This is nonsense. Clement. Oh! Well, wait a minute. Who, look who snuck in. Earl Jones, Earl Jones, not Mike Jones, Earl Jones, what? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, how you doing, man? Good, good. Well, hold on, pause. First of all, let me say something that I, first of all, let me say, one, I got two things to say. 
already knew Clement was going to have something to say. Smart. Because he a cancer. I know all of you. I don't know. I don't know Chuck's Zodiac. I know Earl Jones is a cancer. Fabian is a Capricorn like me. You know we run it. That's right. We run Period. things, Veronica. You let them know. Yes. Yeah, let them know. Yes. <laughs> hey, Clement and Earl are cancers. Chuck, what's your... What's July your, 17th. Yes. And when's your birthday, Chuck? June 5th. Oh, All right. You, you're a Gemini? It's nice to see you, Wilson. Man, EJ. That's cra- <laughs> the craziest <laughs> thing about this is that both of you... Okay, let me, let me break this down. So, Chuck, you try to tell me Chuck and Earl were on a 4x4 four four relay. And Clement no, we and Faith, you were not? Yeah, no, we weren't. We were not. No, you lying. No. Mm-mm. Earl. I wasn't there. I got there after Earl had Earl had left when I got to Eastern. That's what I thought. Oh, yep. I thought y'all I thought y'all ran together. No. <laughs> no. No, we trained together, but we didn't run together. Right. Hey, are you okay, V? <laughs> and that's talking about never, that. I know you say we're never still. Because I know I'm, I know I'm older than uh, Chuck there. <laughs> you you got like me that. by a few years, Earl. Yeah, it's all good. Just don't do me like that, Clement. <laughs> still looking good. Clement throwing yeah. shade right now. But I know Clement, because, okay, so I saw a video with you, Chuck, introducing Clement, as humble as he is, into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> into the hall of fame and when you guys were doing the hall of fame video uh it was was it fabian passing the baton to clement or vice versa Uh, that's not fair usually me to clement usually it's me to clement yeah in a four by four yeah and both of y'all ran. Uh, hey, the- hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. Like, we got to put this on. And the best 4x4, Eastern Michigan produce, best 4x4, okay? So put that in there, though. Of course. He's so humble. <laughs> okay. That's where we go. Okay. We go. okay. You know, okay, okay. It just depends on how you define yeah, <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't get to the questions yet. Hold Veronica. on. Y'all need to calm down. Calm down. Veronica, as you as your, your you and your listeners and your producer can tell, we're we're all still pretty competitive, even yeah. even though our track days are long behind. Oh us. yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah. 20 years ago. But um I, yeah. like y'all the I'm into the horse racing now, y'all. Oh, you into the horse oh. racing? I just gotta stay racing, stay competitive. <laughs> You gotta stay in it some type of way. Whether, horse, take care of yeah, whether it's horses or coaching or on the Olympic board, yeah. we're doing something as far as sports yeah. right now. But let's go into these questions, y'all, because y'all not about to distract me. Y'all not. <laughs> I was trying to tell people because I think Clement didn't even know that we were gonna have Olympics this year. So I had to tell him the other day, like, yeah, you know, we're having Olympics. <laughs> And on the 23rd of July, he was like, oh, really? I thought they canceled it. I was like, they did last year. Where have you been? What are you doing? Yeah, they have it, but no spectators. You know, that's not, that's not I, right. So no. what does that do it's, for it's you? Understandable. What would that do Pardon for me? you? What would that do for you? If there's no spectators in the stand, it's going to make you run slower or what? No. 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 Mm-hmm. no. Make you run faster. You won't get distracted as much. Yeah, because I saw how Clement yeah. so acted. Because right when Clement won the gold, 
I mean, he he won silver technically, but like when he won, when he thought he won silver, he was acting up for the clock, the crowd, acting up. I saw you. How old were you, Clement? At that time? Mm. <laughs> How old were you? I was, I was acting, I was acting up. Yeah, so I, I agree though. I, because man, it is a, a, I mean, it's amazing. Like unexpectedly, you find yourself, you know. On a medal, whatever, man. It's you know, it's, it's a different feeling altogether, anyways. Absolutely. So yes, you will act up. <laughs> you know. Wait, Don't Earl, live once. Uh, Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Don't live once. let's talk to Earl Jones. Earl Jones is so humble. Like Earl, you are one of the most humble people. And I didn't even know who Earl Jones was. I was running around the track in 1999, and this guy was like, "Hey, wow. you need to do this." You need to straighten up. You need to do your arm this way. And I was like, who is this guy? Who is he talking to me? And he was like, you don't know who that is? I was like, no, I don't. And why is he telling me what to do? Oh, Chuck, Chuck know that. <laughs> no, but I, I ended up finding out it was uh, it was Earl Jones later on. And we became really good friends. This is in 99. I didn't, you know, this is before YouTube. Before cell phone, like, we didn't Google nothing, right? So I had no idea. And Naeem, one of my friends from Eastern, he was um, he's like, that's Earl Jones. You need to listen to him. He won a bronze medal. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, he was in the Olympics. I was like, nah, not him? He's like, yeah, him. And then we became really good friends, and he really helped me a lot. Um, so I really appreciate that, Earl. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, even at Eastern, that those that have gone on, gone to the Olympics, done great things, coached, um, and, and done a lot of different things, come back and really um, help us new athletes, and even if we don't even know your name. I mean, now they have banners up in the uh, Bowen Fieldhouse that says, this is an Olympian. Yeah. Convocation Center. The convocation center. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And now you're in the Hall of Fame. We didn't have Hall of Fames back then. So now we know the legacy. But we didn't know back then. So um let me go into the questions though. So Chuck, we'll we're gonna start with you. Which okay. um was it the Olympic trials? Which Olympic trials did you go to? So I qualified for the 1992 Olympic trials. Okay. And I, um, so there's a little bit of a backstory. I, I, I was running with the New York Athletic Club. I'm not even sure if they're still around, but I was running with them and I qualified and been invited. And, but I had a decision to make. Uh, I met my wife uh, actually on a track trip in, in, in Europe. And we were talking about getting married and starting our lives together. And so I made this decision. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to the trials. And I know that sounds so like for people that are listening, like, are you kidding me? But at, the thing I, I want to explain to everyone is that going to the Olympic trials and, and trying to make the games, that was never necessarily a goal that I had. Um, and it, I was convinced by other people that that's, should, that's a goal. To be honest with you, my goal was I wanted to make the NCAA and I wanted to either win it or I wanted to place. Because at the time, unlike now, Veronica, 
where the where qualifying is done regionally for the NCAA league, back then you had to run a specific time and that qualified you. And at the time, qualifying for the NCAA championships was harder than qualifying for the Olympic trials, for the Olympic games, and for the U.S. nationals. And so I took really wanting to do well at the NCAA nationals. Um, um, did I ever regret it? years in, in six weeks or so. We have, thank you. And we have three beautiful children. Um, but, but yes, I was invited. I have a letter downstairs too. And, but it's not something that I regret. It's a choice that I made. And, 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 and to be honest with you, I, I don't regret that choice. Um, I think here's that's different though that's different you know a lot of we were just talking with the life coach earlier about how um the michael phelps document sports documentary and i'm joined right now with my good friend dr darcel carson um she came to hi doctor (laughs) hi dr carson carson hello yeah, she's the reason why I'm a nurse practitioner to this day. But um, what I would say is that we're going to hit back on the COVID restrictions and things that they're doing in Japan. And if those were some of the restrictions that you guys went through when you had to sign your waiver um, when you went to the Olympic Village. Um, there's a lot of rules right now. I don't know if you guys went through any of these things, but we're going to kind of go over those things real briefly. But um, that's interesting to know because there's a lot of people, I, including myself. One of my dreams is if I never went into the medical field, Darcel, I don't know if you know this. If I never went into medicine, I was going to the Olympics, whether it was in rowing, swimming, running <laughs> i was going there as a doctor i'm going to the olympics period on period you couldn't tell me i wasn't going to the olympics when i was in high school ever you couldn't i wish you would tell me i wasn't going to the olympics <laughs> ask anybody in warren they know me was i was going i'm i still might go okay come on let's go you wanted to go that's i got change. people in different continents now yeah, I'm I'm about to do it. I'm gonna just Believe buy my ticket. But you cannot yes. go to Japan to watch 20, Tokyo 2020, which is 2021. But you cannot buy a ticket. You cannot be a spectator. You cannot travel internationally unless you're an athlete competing. You cannot be a family member and be a spectator. You cannot be you the the athletes can't even leave the Olympic Village to go get something to eat. They cannot. It's so oh, strict. So even if I wanted to go and th- watch, and watch, we no. couldn't go because watch it on NBC. To go no. to Japan at some point in time yeah. in my life, just to go. You just ain't go. going not, for this not year, not for the Olympics. You cannot go to Japan for nothing right now. Not in July through August. You cannot. No. Oh yeah, that's you shut know. down. But I will say this: uh, they are not requiring the athletes to have the vaccine. That's not a requirement because they've been on LeBron's head Mm -hmm. about whether or not he had the vaccine. 
Um, but you can get tested. They want you to be tested prior to coming in, which I think is reasonable. It's either testing or the vaccine. You can't force people to take the vaccine. That's their personal choice. Um, let's go back into the questions. Did you guys sign a waiver for the Olympics before competing? Anybody? Anybody sign a waiver? Reloading. I, I heard there's a waiver that has to be signed by every athlete that basically takes the responsibility and the liability off of the Olympic as an, as an organization, not just the sponsors, but as an organization. Did any of you guys have to sign a waiver before you competed in the Olympics and had anything about communicable diseases or anything like that? They're muted. Yeah, it's the machines being evil. Oh, see, that's StreamYard. StreamYard. We ain't never used StreamYard before. It's, no, it's the Wi-Fi in here. It's the Wi-Fi. Okay. I can't hear none of y'all. It's, no, they're not. They're frozen. Surrounding. Okay, I can um, hear you. Can activities. Hear it was generally, you know, I don't know if it was a different by country but for for me i remember citing a code, of, a code of conduct saying that i will carry myself in a certain fashion at all times i think i think uh, fabian you know i think it's uh, you know it's it's your country strictly because they know how bad you are fabian <laughs> you know, because, I don't, because, because i don't recall i don't recall signing okay any, hold know, on so. hold on hold on clement let's let's verify what country because remember y'all all went to eastern michigan in the united states let's let's be clear Okay, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's Clement, what I'm saying. It might be from you know Barbados, Barbados or something. Yeah, Fabian yes. Rollins was in, in Barbados, <laughs> and Clement was in Nigeria. Chuck D D Nigeria. Come on, you gotta yeah. put that stuff. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. These Nigerians. I'm not gonna say nothing because my people's from Kenya. We from the East Coast. They from the West. I ain't gonna say nothing though. I, I promised. I wasn't. Go I'm gonna be good today. Chuck. Well, I'm deep Inkster, Michigan. Okay. <laughs> in town. I see you. But people in Taylor. Uh, are claiming you, Earl Jones. Why are they claiming you in Taylor, Tucky? I, I didn't mean to say that. Well, I went there because it was a, a different coach. Okay. Uh, you know, he's the best coach. He was one of the best high school coaches in the, in the nation at the time. And the opportunity was there. Took advantage of it. Hey, here I am now. Hey, but wait a minute. But I saw a. I was driving down. What is that? In Michigan Avenue, and I saw a white yeah. sign with your name on it. It was a street yeah, sign that said a bronze medalist, Olympic right. bronze medalist from Inkster, Michigan, named Earl Jones, on the street. Yeah. I seen it on the street. I seen it. With my eyes, I think it. I don't drive through Inkster. I drive. You drive through Inkster. You don't stop in. Yeah, Inkster, yeah you have right? to drive through there. Right in front of Ink Town. Hey, but you still represent them. And what else? Yes, you I got some stuff them. in the works. What's going on? Uh, let, let's promote what, what you got going on. What's what's happening? That's with me here myself. Yeah, what's coming up? I, I'm I'm about to run in a race. The name I think it's called the Earl Jones 5K or something. Yes, uh, something like that. Well, we're we 
me and my brother right here, we're trying to uh, put something together. We've been trying to do this for the last couple of years. First, we had to do a little bit of uh, uh, um, getting everybody insured to make sure that's that's taken care of first, um, you know, and then having a so Inkster is a, a little small town. We had we was really a, a nice vibrant town, but now since everything's been coming up and we have a lot of crime area in Canon, drug infested in Canon, but everything's been you know. Uh, the last time I was there this past. I think it was this past Christmas. Things are looking up now. Yeah. And uh, you got the young man so in the city council. He was like 18. Remember the young oh, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like 18. Yes, he went to yeah. U of M. He's on city council from Inkster. Still is. I believe he is. Yeah, he still mm -hmm. is. Yep. Yeah, so you got some big things yeah. coming out of Inkster, but we're gonna support you on that race, even if I might not run it. I'll be there though, cause you know I got this bad. I got a, I had knee surgery, the right knee, that right knee. Don't do me like that. a walk and a run. Don't do me like that, Darcel. Darcel tried it. She tried it. She tried it. She was trying to get me. Okay, so because you can do it, I will try I to. Earl, are you gonna be there though? That's I think people want to know that. Is Earl Jones? Yes, I'm gonna be there. Yes, I'm gonna host it, so I'm gonna be there. My brother's setting up for us, so you know, um, I'm gonna definitely be there, represent my town, and, and it's you know, I, I, I mean it'll be an honor. I like to see some uh, see out there in Inkster because we do have some. Somebody want to be motivating. Hey, Earl Jones, tell me, and I have done it. Can you run it though? Can you still run? You gonna run? Still run? Yeah, are you gonna run it though? <laughs> <laughs> That's a real question. We don't care if you're gonna be there. Are you gonna run? Cause you told me, what did you say? You was the what? What's I your nickname? Sure. The what? Uh I will help run it, but no running. No way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. I used to watch Forrest Gun. And I just, I heard you was called the Black Forest Gump. Because you just Forest run Gump. and just for no reason. And I'm like, I Earl. have been everywhere. <laughs> Earl ran from Easter to Detroit for no reason. And then caught the bus back. Why, Earl? Why are you doing this? What did say one more time, friend? I thought you, you told me you was a Black Forest Gump. And you. Yeah, ran, I am. You I, ran. I, I call myself <laughs> <laughs> I done been so, I done did so many ops. I mean, so many things in life right now, and still doing it. Thank God, I'm blessed. Um, any dream that I like to be, like I want to be a horseman. I mean, a, a, a groomer for uh, horse horse racing. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for the last ten years. Uh, anything I want to be an electrician. I want to do that. I want to be anything I can put my mind to because you know who told me these things, mm -hmm. Coach Park. Oh yeah! Listen, that is my man. I'm so I'm sorry. We got it. We definitely have to give a shout out to Coach Parks. Was that yeah. the coach for all of y'all? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They go to yes. the book right there. That's his book. Uh, all of us in there. On your bar. <laughs> oh, you guys are all in his book. All of us in here. All of us. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Let's go back to Clement, cause Clement, I gotta humble yep. him, cause you know them Nigerians. Let me, let me I love the Nigerians. <laughs> I'm coming next. I'm coming to Chuck. Don't worry about it, Clement. 
Clement, mm-hmm. I need to know yep. since you got a gold medal and stuff, what is the break down the strategy of the 400 meter race? How? Because all I know is I had an out of body experience every time. People didn't understand, like, I almost threw up before on, on the starting line. Not even before, I, before and after the race, I almost threw up. And then I, I was so nervous because I didn't know what was going to happen. I might pass out on a 300 mark. You don't know. It's so, it, that is such um, a psychological, physical race. And that's probably, I think... Next to the 400 hurdles, because I just was appalled. When I found there was hurdles in the 400, I said, why would you do that to anybody? Why? Because the 400 is hard. Why would you do that? I just thought it was torturous, but I was good at it, right? And I had a strategy. But what's your strategy? Because you did a little bit different. I saw you popped off um, on the Nigerian team in 2000 in Sydney, and y'all won the gold. So I'm going to go to you. Tell me what is the strategy to run a 400? Because my kids be asking me that when I coach. And I I'm, I might be telling them the wrong thing. I don't know. Come on, Clement. Man, man I don't think there's any strategy, though. Um, what? I think, like, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're a quarter mile, you have to be mentally unstable. Okay? Unstable? Yeah. Yeah, that? you have to unstable. be mentally unstable though, to run 400. <laughs> you know, um, I think, like, uh, both physically and um, and um, and mentally, you have to basically get yourself ready. Um, I recall, like, you know, you know, back then, you know, after practice, I come back home, I do a lot of meditation uh, oh. because I need to get myself mentally strong. You know, you can, you can, you can work out physically all you want. If you're not mentally strong, you're going to break down. Yep. So, um, so I had to get, like, both the physical and mental aspect of me ready to, like, you know, go out there. Uh, 400, if you jog, walk or on it, you're going to still feel that pain. It's going to hurt. Uh, yes. So, yeah. So, hurt. so basically what I tell myself is like, either way, just go out and run, you know, feel the pain and, you know, get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I enjoy running 400. You can differentiate you from boys and men it? right there. You say you enjoyed <laughs> it? I'm yes. Uh, yes. In yes, 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 yes. And in the race, you enjoyed it. Uh, in practice, no, no, in practice, no. Uh, I can tell. No, in practice, Chuck, Chuck, I'm going to go to Chuck next because Chuck was like, oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You no, don't want to quit. No. I don't do, I don't do, I don't do 400 at all. In practice, no. You can, like, I constantly argue with Fairchild. 400 oh, yeah, in practice. Brad. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not doing Brad. that, coach. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Be- <laughs> so, not so I can, yeah, I can do three fifty. Three fifty. I can do five hundred. I can do three fifty. I can do five hundred, but four hundred now. Why? I don't want to do it. But why four? What is the thing about a four? Yeah, be- because you you just don't know how to run this four hundred. In practice, I don't want to go inflict myself pain. <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> ridiculous, though. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't want to do that. You know, I just get upset when I hear the 400. I want to do it in, you know, in competition. I you do it once and I'm out. No, but you did but it not, twice because you had a 400 open and you had a 4x4. Four four. Yeah, but, but it's like not the same day. 
Okay, you know? but but here's the thing. Tell me something because even yeah. Earl, I want you to. I want to hear this from you too because I just heard even um, and shout out to Paul McMullen's family. Yeah, shout out to Paul. I heard that every event from fifteen hundred, eight hundred, four hundred, y'all all are doing prelims, semis, and finals. Fifteen hundred meters, you're doing prelims, semis, and finals. You you're running yeah, it three correct. times. That's correct. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, no. but you have, to, you have to put that work in there too. Now, like mm-hmm. when you was asking me earlier, during the fall time, you know, you have to put your work in cross country. Even if you're not a cross country runner, you still have to train like a cross country. Wait, that you way, just cussed when, at me? Did you just say cross? I mean, you just said cross country. That's cussing at me. You just, <laughs> you just called me out my name. Cross country. That's like two miles, right? That's Did like, you want you say you want to get to the Olympics at that time, Benny? I'm not running no 800. I don't run nothing longer than a 400 meters. Right, but 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 uh, yes, yeah, like uh, I think R is right though. I did cross country also. You did? Yes, yeah. I did. Yep. Lift your yep. weight. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I would never. Yeah, we ever. We weren't. I'm Kenyan. Yeah. I would never. I won't even walk to my. I can still recall today here that Chuck, he's number. I mean, not you no know, disrespect to you guys, but Chuck. You are a good worker. Do it to you. Put your work in. I mean, he ran cross country well, too. Well, let me let me say this. This because this is this is what Earl's not going to say. If, if it if it wasn't for Earl, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Oh, Earl, Earl, Earl taught me, and, and I'm, I know this is. This isn't the king's English that I'm getting ready to use, but you all know what I mean, and I think your listeners will too. Uh, Earl Jones learned me track and field. Mm. Okay. He, he, he taught me the, the not just the races themselves, but he taught me the mental approach that you had to be able to take if you were going to, because I told him what my goals were. And he said, if you want to get there, this is what you have to do to prepare. And that's what you Earl gotta, will do. He will. He will break man, it down. Earl, there's nobody like Earl Jones. Earl, EJ, man, you look good, and you, you're, still, you. you're still kicking knowledge. Thanks. Still awesome. kicking knowledge. Yeah, he's Thank like, you. he's a coach. He wasn't yes, even like, like a coach. But he, like when I, like I said, when I met Earl Jones, he walked up, and I was coming around to, you know, in Bowen. And you gotta go around yeah, twice. I'm no and I was just like, <laughs> I'm not about to go around this little track twice because I run the 400. <laughs> so mentally, psychologically, that's an 800 if I gotta go around twice, right? But it's a 200 meter <laughs> track. So to me, I was defeated. He was like, you better run into that second lap like you own it. You better lean into that bad boy. And I was like, yeah. now who are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> but I said you had the potential to have I mean you're right there. When I said you come off the first time, I said, Well, she's she's she really she wanted, she's hungry. Yeah. And all she needs is a little bit of something, something here, put that work in there. And obviously you accomplished it. You didn't want to go where we all don't want to go, we want to go, but Hey, we put our work in. I mean, mm. listen, them coaches wasn't playing at Eastern. You was doing 10 400s uphill. And I was like, I'm sorry, excuse me, coach. My leg hurts. I can't. I can do two. I can't do 10. Y'all was y'all was doing a lot of stuff. Earl was telling me some of you you guys' <laughs> practice. Yeah, uh, he said he ran 10 miles in the morning. All, man, all you guys. 
Yeah, and, so, and Veronica too. Um, don't 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 let Clement uh, fake the funk on you. I've practiced with Clement before. <laughs> I, I got a I got a funny story about practicing. Please with tell us, please, because oh Cle- Clement won't tell you nothing. He won't tell you so, what he did, so, how he practiced. <laughs> he won't tell you even now if he's running. He's a secretive kind of person. Yeah, very quiet. He go sneak up on you. Well, yeah. well, he didn't. He didn't sneak up on us. So really, really quickly, it was one summer. Uh, a buddy of mine. We were out at the track over at Ipsy Ypsilanti High School, and we were, we were running. I want to say we were running three fifties. Anyway, Clement shows up and says, "Hey, do you mind if I jump in?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, huh? Never raced this guy before. Of course, I know who he is." And so we decided, okay, well, tell you what, you go out in lane eight. In lane so eight? We, so so we, well, we made him run out ahead of us because we, we didn't want the psychological humiliation of him passing us. So we said, tell you what, we're going to put him out in the outer lane. And, and let chase me tell you something. Him. We chased him, and when we were done, he turned around, and my buddy and I, we were on the ground. We literally... <laughs> He had to wait 10 minutes for us to recover. You, you know, at the end of a workout, yes. particularly those 400 workouts yes. where the lactic is so bad, you just pass out. Yes. Well, we're passed out. And yes. he's like, okay, you guys going to do any more? And we're like, what? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? So, so let me tell you. So don't let him fool you into thinking he didn't practice hard. Hey, and then uh, break it, but Coach Parks told me about Clem and uh, and Clement too. Yeah. Oh my. God. Yeah, I heard. I heard about Clement too. Uh, I'm not gonna uh, lie. I just don't want to give him a big yeah. head right now. They was like, you should go talk to Clement. I was like, who? <laughs> who? You know, I got to keep him humble. I'm like, who? Who was Clement? Now Clement had graduated. That was '99. So all I saw, cause Clement, you said, wait, Fabian, what did you say? It was. It was Fabian to Clement or Clement to Fabian? What did you say about the relay? I can't figure out how you all, Clement, I'm talking about Clement and Fabian, how did you all not break that four by four record with you two? You only need two Olympians. Two Olympians, <laughs> two Olympians on a I mean, relay in college. How did y'all break the record? Hey, we got DQ'd, though. We got DQ'd. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> y'all got DQ'd. Why? Who Tell them, Clement. Why? Oh. We got disqualified. Yeah, we got disqualified in we got Central DQ'd. Michigan. We got DQ'd. Hey, it's Fabian's fault, though. No, mind. Fabian. We got whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened, Fabian? <laughs> what happened, Fabian? Barbados. What happened? Tell the truth. No, 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 no. no. Disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Honest truth. We went to the podium expecting to win this thing. <laughs> Y'all was on the podium? And they announced the winners, and I'm like, wait a minute, they didn't call us? <laughs> we were behind the podium waiting to step up onto the first, on the first place. Like, wait a right. They're like, you guys got DQ'd. <gasps> Why? DQ'd what happened? What happened? What <laughs> happened? Somebody, somebody, somebody on this panel. Somebody. <laughs> uh, I think I know who. A particular person mm. got DQ'd for taunting. Taunting? Oh, Clement's so humble. Clement's so humble. Oh, wait, wait. Nigeria's okay, okay, so listen, humble. Listen, 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 wait, 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 wait. Fabian, yes. Yeah. This is what happened, though. Mm. This is what happened, you know. 
um, we, we we were getting ready. We were getting ready. So I saw like a central, 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 central Michigan. Basically, I saw their uh, trainer. I'm like, can you help me stretch a little bit? Mm-hmm. And he turned around, looked at me. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. Ooh. I'm like, really? Yeah. So I said, well, if you're not going to stretch me, I'm going to deal with your, you know, central Michigan or something. Why like would that. you do that, Clement? Yeah. That's so, but, 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 like, hear me out, hear me out, V, hear me out. Mm-hmm. So we got in there, we got in there, um, I think Jubari started the race, right? Yeah. JB started, right? Fabian. Yes, Jubari. Jubari, Jubari yeah. started, yeah. and Jubari, Jubari started, started. Yeah. Jubari. I mean, Jubari started, and we were, we were, we were third, we were third position. Okay. It was ridiculous. That's bad or you know, good? It was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> Fab, you know that. It was bad. Don't do Fab, that! Fab, Fab did, <laughs> Fab did so, what he did. I was saying, Fabian shout out to Jabari. <laughs> Why is third huh? bad getting the baton? You're, it's the first. Wait, it's Fab, a pop With how many meters gap? Out of with eight, that's okay. 20, with almost 20 meters. Uh, with almost we were, 20 meters. Oh. I would say yeah, t- 20, 30, 20, 30 meters. Okay, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. In, in Jabari's defense, Jabari, it, when I got to Eastern, he was running the 102. He was no longer running the four. <laughs> I, yeah. was just saying that. I would just yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. I would just say yeah. that. So don't do him like that now. Come no, we're on. not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just telling you the story. What happened? Okay, so go we ahead. were like 25, 30 meters. We were 25, 30 meters behind. Oh my when God. Fabian actually cut, Fabian cut it down a little bit. And when I had that, uh, Central Michigan, uh, is this Central, right? Yeah, Central. Uh, uh, they were they were ahead. They were far yeah, ahead of us. Oh no! They yeah, they were far ahead of us. of us. That was when ever. Yeah, that was when like when my 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 craziness like clicked. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this is not happening. You know, I'm like, no. So when I got to unstable. when I got to him, I taunted a little bit. Oh, uh, what did little you bit. say? Oh, so you got disqualified because you was talking mess on the train? Yeah, I, you know, before. I went past him. I'm like. Oh, oh no, you don't do that. <laughs> oh, the judges boy. can oh, see you. Boy. You wait till you're done. You wait till so you're you done. Slash, so you slash the throat, Clement? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. In yeah. a race? Wow. But did y'all get first, though? Yeah, we did. Oh, no. we did. well. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad. Okay. That was how we got disqualified, though. Uh, Veronica, I'm not, Veronica, I'm not, I'm not the host. Veronica, I know I'm not the host, but I have to ask this question. Go I want to know, what did Coach Park say when he found out Stupid you all got shit. disqualified? Stupid shit. Stupid shit. probably pissed. Or did he make y'all walk? Because Bob oh, May- yeah, Maybauer told us, I am disappointed in each and every one of y'all. And so if I hear somebody sneeze, y'all gonna walk from Central to Eastern Michigan. Say something. Yeah, no, but, but, like, but we still want we still want overall though. We yes. still want overall. So this was the we still won overall. So this was the yeah. conference meet. Y'all didn't yeah, lose this was at the match. Yeah, it sounded like the conference meet. Yeah, our yeah. our conference meets were always at Central yeah. for some reason. Indoor is this indoor? Or indoor no. and outdoor. outdoor. Oh, that was outdoor. Yeah. Okay. Outdoor. This yeah, was, it was this, outdoor. That was outdoor, yeah. Okay, so let me go back to my questions now. We didn't got to none of the questions, and y'all got me all the way off topic. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay, let's stay on track. I'm about to go back. Okay, so we talked about the, there's no strategy in the 400. You just got to be mentally unstable, right? So um, there's only one 800 runner on this panel, and I want to know mm-hmm. the 800 strategy. Come on, Black Forest Gump. Come on. <laughs> right now, I can tell you now. <laughs> me and Coach Park, 
Uh-huh. First take, I believe, uh, Kaji, Joseph Kajitin. Mm. We came up with a strategy to go out real fast. <laughs> we knew these guys always want to go out in 51, 50. Uh-huh. Let's take them to another level. Take them to another level above 50? Another level is 49, 5, 49 Shh. flat if what? I have to. Wow. Wow. I'm gonna Why? Leave you out there. So, wait. Me? So, you can maintain a 49. You coming in the 400 yes. at a four. Uh, let me let me uh, say this for layman's term. So one lap around the track is 400 meters, right? Yeah. So 800 mm-hmm. meters is two laps around the track. So that's a half a mile. So that's correct. In other words, Earl Jones was sprinting. Some people, even in high school, a 40. They cannot run a 49 in one lap around the track. These guys, Clement, uh, Chuck. Fabian, yeah. correct me if yes. I'm wrong. They're they're running 46 and above because they're only running one lap. But Earl Jones will be right there with him if he had to. He could run that 46, 49. He's right there, right behind them. But he's gonna do a whole nother lap at the same yeah. pace. <laughs> That's a little crazy because we already heard that Clement is a little mentally unstable. So if you're gonna do two laps. Yes. I heard he did one of my workouts too. One of you guys, <laughs> somebody did one of my workouts one time. Was it you, Fabian? I think it was Fabian. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that was Derek. That was Derek. Derek, Derek, Derek yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been me. Hey, Derek Jackson gonna... is a, di- a distance runner. He is a sheriff in FC. So shout out. Oh, Derek, Derek I love my. That's my friend, definitely. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, so oh. many of us like we're real connected. It's it, at Eastern. It was like one or two degrees of separation. Like you knew somebody who knew somebody that went to Olympics. <laughs> they can, can I, run fast. Can, can I say, Mark? Uh, I have to say that me and Mr. Parks and us guys here. We revolutionized this 800, and people don't really real didn't want to acknowledge that. You know, mm-hmm. when we went into the Olympic trials in '84 in Canada, we knew exactly what we wanted to do. We want to take these guys out there, out their element, and that's what happened. You know, American record wasn't uh, was not broken in that, that 10 years. I said I have to have that. I got to win this trial. He said, I got to have I that. To win these medals. Listen. It's all about that financial business. Yes. You know? <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, oh, you talk about some financial business. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know. Because I my friend was um, he was one of the what do you call them? Uh, he was one of the drug testers in Met Metmora, I want to say, in Florida. Oh, bring that up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so uh first place got seventy five thousand this year second place got zero dollars third got zero right so he was like yeah this guy right here you see him running down the runway okay he looked good yep he about to do that long jump yeah oh yeah i'm about to take him and drug test him okay so we're going to talk about the drug the performance enhancers in a minute but um i want to know how much you get when you win a gold medal because i didn't know y'all was running i thought y'all was just running as a as a child i want to go to the olympics i wasn't thinking about no money so how much money do you get when you win gold medal in the olympics well at that time here in the 80s i mean uh here in the 80s that was um 80 to a hundred thousand dollars is pretty good i'm sorry and hey <laughs> that was um i didn't know here you win money and 
Yeah, back in the 80s, here, 80s and 90s. And they got more money than that, too, after I, pretty much after I got hurt, too, 86 and 87. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they how the person's working out today. I believe they are doing quite well. We have a guy right now. He's in uh, 800 meters. Uh, he's from Grand Rapids. Donovan. He's about 142. Uh, Easily. Whoa. What's his name, Chuck? Donovan Brazier. Oh, he, 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 oh, he reminds me of myself. Honestly. He just go out there crazy. Don't care. He just going to run a 49 in the first lap. And keep on going. We're going to take everybody out there, man, once again. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. V, and V, I think uh, um, majority of the money actually comes from endorsement, though, like you know Nike, yeah. Reebok, or whatever. <laughs> That's where you you get a uh, majority of the money. Basically, you're talking about though, uh, like in Nigeria. I know, like when we came back, uh, Nigerian Nigerian government gave us like fifty thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Yes. You know, so, so, but you, you get know, money like from in, the Olympics, yeah. right? And then you get money from the country that you are representing. Mm-hmm. Endorsement. Like my country gave me something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Then you get something from your the company. You basically, if you if you uh, being endorsed by Nike, you get something from Nike. You know, and then, you're, and, then you're, and then you're and then the meets that you attend. You know, yeah, yeah. You go to Europe. You're in Europe. You get a yeah. stipend from there. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, when you go to Europe, basically because you an Olympic medalist, uh, mm-hmm. your appearance fee is a, a little bit more fees. different from from you know any other person yeah, showing up. So yeah. just to show up at the meet, so even if you're not running, mm-hmm. you still get paid. No, no, you're gonna run. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna run. Oh, you're gonna okay. run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your parents, your parents' fees could be uh, if you depends on your medal and uh, and your stats could be up there eight to ten thousand yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, Easy. so this this and is you got eighteen races now. Eighteen races in a year. Like that whole summer. Okay. In Europe, definitely, yeah. So it's it's a legit career, but you're saying that you got to stay healthy. Even with COVID that was going on, yeah. you have to yeah. stay healthy. Um, you got to show up and you got to do what they expect you to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you still got to pay your mortgage. You might have kids. You might be married. You got a cell phone mm-hmm. bill. You got a car note. And all you're doing is just training to run. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yep. So you can't it's have another job. Right. No, it's a great, great living, great job. It's like professional, anything, basketball, you know, whatever. But we're not making as much money as those guys. But, yep. you know, if you are famous and all that and done a sudden such and track and field, and if you ain't uh, taking steroids and all that, but, you oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I we got to get into that. We ain't got to that question yet, Earl. Damn. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I gotta say something though. Uh, basically, like I'm gonna talk about uh, Nigeria. Like you know, while I was still like active and competing, uh, Nigeria typically gives us a little bit of a uh, uh, stipend. You know, like when we were getting ready for the Olympics 2000, uh, we received a uh, like yeah. we, they call it training grant. So we received, uh, I believe, uh, we got twenty thousand dollars just to train uh, for the Olympics. Though. To come to yeah. practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, why yeah. can't they give me that at Eastern Michigan? I don't understand. Because You're they, a student. No, <laughs> I had to go to work after practice. Yeah. Y'all don't understand. I was delivering meals to your upperclassmen, and that was hard work. And if they would have gave me 20000 I wouldn't have had to do that. I would have got my sleep. My nutrition would have been on point. When I went grocery shopping, you know, got me a little, a little car. You know what I'm saying? 
No, okay. Yeah, but but yeah. you student like NCA NCA basically now. Like, you know, I'm I'm saying when I graduated, you know, this is like when I graduated in two thousand getting ready for the Olympics, they gave you know, because I won the NCA, so I was uh, one number one in Nigeria then coming in. Yeah. You know, so I got money, you know, to get ready for the Olympics. Yeah. So it was okay. So okay, so what does is your same um, definition of success, is that the same thing as, do you define de- uh, success right now as what it was prior to the Olympics? Um, my definition of success is like, what is life after sports? Mm-hmm. That's, my defini- that's my definition of success. Because I can't live by yesterday. I want to live now. Or, you understand? So that's why basically I always look at, the, you know, going to school was the best thing that ever happened to me. And coming to Eastern Michigan was a blessing. Okay. Um, it's, 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 it's a good blessing. It's, 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 I don't even know how to quantify that. And that's each time I see Coach, each time I think about Coach Parks, Coach Parks gave me an opportunity to become who I am today. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, so- track and field was a means, but it wasn't a means to an end. Right. Education yeah. is that means to an end. Because when, when, when you're done running, you have to fall back on something. Okay. And this is, I didn't mean to break in, but it's so true. Yeah. Coach Parks, I had, um, when I came back after coming back from California and went through the uh, trials and tribulations, I came back and went back to Eastern. I came there in 95, I mean, 99 or 2000. Yep. And, uh, That's when I met you. They me, yeah, they provided me uh, my opportunity to, uh, to graduate. I got independent study, graduated. I may listen to classes by Alexander the Wall, but Mr. Parks made sure that he wanted me to uh, get my education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I took the education here, you know, and then I didn't, to make that know, it was just he wanted that to be for me. And that yeah. was. And they pushed and that. Was, uh, they pushed man. that. I mean, you definitely, for me, I had a choice because, you know, I played two sports at Eastern. So I did three years in track from 99 to uh, 2002. Um, And it was just a choice. It was like, okay, because there's a conflict. You have practice at a certain time. And we had to, from lifting in the morning and practice at 4 o'clock, you had to schedule your classes around that and make it work. But for some of us that's in the medical field, we have to be in the hospital at a certain time too, so it came for me. Yeah, I had to choose. Are you, he told me flat out, "You gonna be a nurse? Or are you gonna go to the Olympics?" And I was like, "Marion Jones ain't no joke. I think I'm gonna be a nurse. Ah, we'll see y'all later." <laughs> now, at the time, and I'm gonna transition right into the next question. At the time, I didn't know she was doing what she was doing, but she. I think she could have still been amazing without the performance enhancements. Um, Absolutely. She was amazing. I watched her from high school into college, and I was like, I had the form. My arms was open. I was right here, right here in the pocket. I was going to be just like Marion Jones. If I had to see her myself, I'm going to compete against her. But I had to be realistic and I had a choice. Like, I got to get this degree because what if I don't make it? And I could play basketball, but uh, I didn't make the basketball team. So let me go row because that was when Title IX came in and we were, they were equivalent to the football team in scholarships. So let me go over here, get me some money real quick, finish this degree, and keep it moving because 
I need to get my my degree first, and then I'll come back. You know, uh, but I don't think I don't think everybody thinks that way. I think there's a lot of athletes that are like I am naturally talented. I have a great coach. I can do what I do. And a lot of people don't understand. Like Earl, how old were you when you were at the Olympics? I was nineteen. Nineteen. 19. You won a bronze medal at nineteen years old. Twenty years old coming into it in, into it, yes. Wow. <clears throat> Clement with to him, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. How old were Veronica, you, Chuck? You, 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 you. Uh, you know, you know, I, I went to two Olympics. Uh one was Atlanta ninety six. Uh I was twenty. Um then uh, uh the two thousand four. Yeah. So. that's so awesome. Man. Young, so young. Chuck, how old were you? <laughs> well, I was 22 or 20, 23. Um, but, but I do want to go back to the, the question that you asked in terms of how success changes. And you've talked about two words that I really think are important. And that's, you talked about the choice, the choice that you had to make. Uh, and it was essentially continue to be an athlete or pursue uh, what you were going to do for the rest of your life. And, and I think sometimes not just as athletes, but athlete, athletics is a great lesson, but that the fact that our success for each of us is defined differently, and, it, and what helps define our success are the choices that we make. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and we're all faced with that, whether it's during our athletic careers or post-career, we're, we're faced with making choices that will, that will define what our success will look like. And we can't compare that to other people. Um, if I compare myself to the three gentlemen that are that are that I'm looking at right now, then geez, I, I could say to myself, oh, man, really feel short. But I can't define myself uh, that way. And and I say that, uh, and I'm not saying that to, to be negative or, or at all, no. or even self-effacing. But it's just important to understand that that our choices, the choices that we make. Um, sometimes are based on the choices that we have and our success is going to look different, but success is success. Yeah. And it's subjective. So success to me might be just graduating from high school because I'm the only and first one in my family. So I'm successful. Or success may be just keeping a roof over my, me and my children's head and having a job. Or success as me as a as a high school student a runner is making it to the olympics or success could be winning the olympics success is very subjective is is my point but um i talked with the life coach earlier today that was on the show and um, i want to put this question out to everybody um in the sports documentary Weight of Gold um, that starred Michael Phillips, who's a gold medalist in swimming. He talks about what happens after the Olympics. 80% of the athletes, win or lose, will go through some type of post-Olympic depression. Mm -hmm. And I think that's even for basketball when they live, win the championship because this is what you wanted all your life and now you got it now what did you guys experience any of this 
I would say, uh, I would say ahead. myself, I had, I had went through a um, slight depression afterwards because I see myself going on, I mean, to many Olympics afterwards. <clears throat> I got to, uh, uh, let me see, I would say, got caught up in that lime life of the L.A., Los Angeles area, you know. Yeah, your Olympics uh, was in L.A., in the U.S., yeah, like 84. Yeah, but I ended up living there afterwards, there for like four or five years, and I was trying to recover, I me mean, trying to come make a comeback. You but had knee surgery? You, you got injured, right, after the mm-hmm. Olympics? Yeah, after the Olympics in 86. And then, but before that, also too, and after, I see myself uh, being around different others, you know, different doing... You know, I was uh, was drinkers in Canada. And yeah, my depression after I wouldn't run anymore, man, what am I going to do now? Yeah. yeah. By myself. Had to come back home. Come back home where I belong, where family's at, where I can get to me and regroup and find myself. And that's, and I had to come back to Eastern and and regroup and get come back to see Coach Parks again. <laughs> he always asked me about uh, this. Is, I mean, how what the things I've been doing out there in the world. I got to meet a lot of people, you know, actors and all that, and you name it. I mean, we see we hear like people be asking me, "Did you know Bruce Jenner?" I say, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Not <laughs> Bruce Jenner. You don't that long. <laughs> but yeah, we we it was, and I and I'm not. Uh, <clears throat> it's been real successful, and. Uh, I'm not complaining at all. It's still today I'm being rewarded today. You've yeah. always been humble, though. You've been very humble. Like I said, I didn't know who you yeah. were. You were like, you don't know me. I'm Earl Jones. I'm like, nah. I never, ain't nothing. I'm not never been like that. Never. No, very approachable. I believe in how whatever you put your life in me, you put your mind to you, you put your work in, and it will come out to be a success. Yeah. I mean, that's how I put it. Yes, I'll, I'll send the question to you, Chuck, Chuck Wilson. Um, you know, after my career was over, I, um, you know, I, I still tried to dibble and dabble in it, but, but I wasn't, what I realized within the first couple of years, um, I wasn't hungry. I had lost that hunger. I, 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 I I wasn't, and I'm just going to be really transparent here. Uh, prior to that, I'd always been willing to put in the work. But after after I turned, I want to say 24, 25, I wasn't willing to put in the work. And when I got on the track, the results uh, exposed that. And and so yeah, to stay away from track and field for a long, long time. I stopped watching it. I stopped. Yeah, I just wasn't into the sport anymore because, you know, I I went through, I had this sort of these conflicted feelings of, okay, well, maybe I should have listened to everyone and, and continued on in my career. And I'm, I was trying to balance that with, no, you, you accomplished what you said you want to accomplish. Yeah. Because one of the things I aim here as a very marginalized student, and so I got a degree. And so... And I was able to have a successful track career. So as 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 Clement and and and, and Earl and, and Fabian have said, track was merely a means to to an end or to a goal. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! And That's it's so cool. crazy how all of us 
look at track differently where we think that the person who goes to the Olympics, even if the if you made it to the Olympic trials, that that was your life goal and that was it. Yes. Your life doesn't end at 20, 24 or whatever. Like even I, they described, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to send a, the question next to Clement. They described one of your competitors that was on the USA 4x4 who was <laughs> – 32 years old Micah, at the time. Micah D. Johnson. <laughs> Michael, man. Not even Michael. Not even Michael. They <laughs> wasn't was... talking about Michael Johnson. They was talking about um, one person, that Antonio Pedigree. Rest oh, in Pedigree. Peace. Oh, Pedigree. They were saying Pedigree. he was 32 yeah. years old when you guys competed against him in 2000, and they said he was long in the tooth. I said, now what now? I had to look that up. They <laughs> Basically, they were saying 32 years old was too old to be running. Yeah. In the Olympics, and I was appalled. Like, no, I just no, turned forty. I'm no. like, I just, I, I still think I could go to the Olympics if I wanted to. In my mind, yeah, he was, he was a phenomenal, <laughs> he was a phenomenal runner. He's no longer yeah. with us, but he was yeah. a phenomenal runner. I had a mm-hmm. chance to race him a couple of times. Uh, never beat him, but I got close once. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be the next question. And we're gonna talk to we're gonna go to Earl first about that one. But first, Clement, the way to gold. Did you go through anything post Olympic? Like, did you have any depression? Like, okay, I accomplished this. Now what? Mm, I, I I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't go through depression. Uh, basically. Uh, but I did say, okay, now, um, you know, I've gotten, you know, this medal. I think it's time for me to move on. You know, um, I engaged my wife, now girlfriend, over there because she came to Sydney to uh, basically uh, watch me compete. So we got engaged, in, uh, you know, at Sydney. So Aww. when I when I came back, when I came back, I'm like, you know, it's time for me to go start a family, you know, go get a job. Yeah. I'm done. You know, I'm done with track and field. And she was surprised. I put, you know, I took my, you know, my spikes. I'm like, babe, you know, go dump this somewhere, man. I'm done. She's like, what? I said, I'm done. But she uh, ran know, track too, right? Yeah, she ran track for uh, Toledo. Okay. Uh, it, it, it was crazy though because you know I'm like, hey, you know, I'm beating up all this Toledo, you know, and I'm gonna go take, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I see? The bunking master is gonna go take somebody from there also. Oh right. gosh, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You know, okay. so so to me, you know, like it, it was a great accomplishment, but um, you know, life need to go move on. So that wasn't like, a part you know, of your identity. You had yeah, your identity yeah. and then you had the accomplishment. That was Yeah. Just something gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, next phase, next phase. That's you know, true. start a family, you know, yeah. you know, get some some little chukus running around no, and chukus. get a no, job. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Are they going to go to the Olympics? Are you going to encourage your little ones to go to the Olympics? Um, yeah, m- both of them, like my son, man, he's something else. So like uh, mm. uh, when he was six, he was beaten up on, you know, eight-year-old kids in, in our neighborhood. Right. You know, they didn't even know, like, uh, you know, one of the parents like, man, your son is fast. I'm like, yeah. Okay, so later on he went and googled my name. He's like, "Wait a minute, you went to the Olympics? No wonder he's fast." <laughs> but 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 he is. He's he so has humble. Some, he he has don't want speed. nobody to know. He don't know. Yeah, I mean, he should. Your your wife yeah. was 
a, a, a college runner. You're an Olympic Whoa. runner. I think a lot of that happens. A lot of Olympic runners marry other Olympians. Uh, shout out to Keith and Maria Smith. That was our uh, Maria um, holds the 800 record at EMU, and she won, I believe, the silver in the 800 meters mm. in '92 Olympics. And her husband, as well, runs the 400. They actually trained me by default. They lived in my neighborhood, and they trained me in high school getting ready to go to EMU because okay. I had no. Again, I ran into all these Olympians in my life, and I was just like, "You ran the what?" You did what? Okay, I don't believe nobody until I see the Olympic. I need to see the race and the medal. Y'all ain't showed me no medals, so I really don't believe none of y'all. But go ahead. Fabia, you're next. I saw your race, so I believe Fabia. I saw Fabian first hand and fabian was not playing with nobody fabian let people in the 400 and indoor and i was like now how did you do that how listen like like clement said earlier it's just you have to just mentally be prepared for that 400 it's 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 not something you could just walk out onto the track and try to do you have to be ready for it um but in respect to your question about the depression and stuff like that i think you know um uh, I, I did go through something like that after the Olympics, and, and it wasn't because um, I was uh, I was at that pinnacle and I, I did everything I accomplished. It was actually the opposite. Mm -hmm. I didn't do everything I accomplished. I really wanted to be, you know, the best in the world. I wanted to be number one. I wanted to leave Sydney, Australia, saying, you know what? Now they know who I am. You have to have that kind of bravado about yourself when you're in this sport too as well. You have to want to be the best. Absolutely. You just can't want to be a participant, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, uh, coming back from the from the Olympics, I, you know, uh, all of my friends, everybody, was, they were excited. You know, they were like, oh, we saw you on TV and this and that. And you, you must have had a great time. I was. I was so but excited. I was bragging about <laughs> you. But you told me what happened when you went back to your country. I felt so bad. Yeah, it was, you know, before, uh, and I, I don't know if Clement or anyone else experiences this, but, you know, when you have... The weight of gold is one thing, but the weight of a country is something even more significant. Mm. And when you don't bring back that, you know, yeah. that 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 goal, that that pride back to that country, sometimes, you know, everybody, but sometimes people do lash out at you, mm. you know. And and I, I did experience that. I did experience, you know, uh, some some of that things. But I would change any of it. Because all of those experiences have led me to be the man I am today, and that I can tell my daughter, who's running in the Michigan um, high school state championship in in eight days. I will see you there. I will see you there, Fabian. Good luck, y'all. Yeah, That's yeah, so I know, proud. and I think Chuck, Chuck, your daughter's going to be there too, as well, in the four hundred, right? She will be. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to be looking for y'all kids. I can't wait. It's an EMU all over again. Yes. That's so funny y'all got daughters, though. I love that. I love That's that. Karma. That's yeah. karma. <laughs> no, but I was so proud of you, Fabian. You just don't know. I was just, I was mad, though. I will tell you this. I was mad as hell. I'm like, now why they put Fabian in the eighth, in the eighth lane? 
just like they did what? Clement with Chuck. Chuck put them in eighth lane. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, really? Now, listen, I have to tell you something. I am a big fan of Michael Johnson. That was his retirement year. I have watched yep. Michael Johnson his entire career, Marion Jones as well. But I was I wanted you to beat him so bad. But they put you, listen, I got this down to a T. They put you in a heat one, lane eight. I saw it. I saw it yes. on my little 19-inch TV. And I was like, no, they didn't put Fabian in, in lane eight. They trying to set him up for failure. Well, and my, you know, Veronica, v, 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 can I, can I say something? Can I say something? Uh, man, I enjoy. I think that, that was like a did. I enjoy running on the eight because I'm practicing the eight, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna drag you around the like the track from Lenny. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. And that's what he so, did, right? So. Yeah. See, that's a different mentality because yeah. at state finals yeah. in high school, yeah. I was in lane eight and I ran for my life. I said, oh, there's like, it's like yeah. killer dogs behind me and I'm going to run Absolutely. so they don't catch me. But I yeah. know, I know Fabian did his best. I've seen you run in person and I saw you run at the Olympics against Michael Johnson. Um, and I know you ran your best. I do. <laughs> I know you bring your best. And we had you. We was like, come home, Fabian. Come on. Come on. Give me a hug. Give me. We had love for you. We wasn't going to do you like that. But I will tell you this. And I, listen, I'm a, I'll am tell you the names later. Naeem and Ben and all of them. We was in their apartment. And they was laughing. I said, what's funny? What is funny? What is funny? He did his best. You did your best. And my thing is, I wanted to just be a participant. Like, just like state finals, I was a participant, and I was happy to be a participant my freshman year. But, you know, the subsequent years as you continue to compete and you don't know what's going on and you get more experience, you want to win. So I know, you know, with the Olympics being only every four years, this year was every – it was five years because Rio was in 2016. Uh, with the pandemic, it kind of pushed it back. Sometimes you don't get to participate again. So you don't want to be a participant with state finals in high school. You get to do that every yeah, year. I, I, and I got to say something there. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, it's a great accomplishment for your country to basically say, hey, do put on this, you know, Uniform. country flag and yeah. go represent us. I don't give it. I don't care if you come in last. I don't care. But it's a great accomplishment to be there. Your yes, last yes, place so is like thirty seconds or a minute faster than anybody could ever run. Though that's what people have to realize. Those times are amazing. Like you're eighth in the world, not just eighth. You're eighth in the entire world, every country. So that's not nothing to be ashamed about at all. I will nope. trade patience with you. No, no, day. no. But don't be talking stuff to me because I talk back. Mm-mm. I talk back. You're more humble. Okay. So um, we got to wrap it up. How many of you all rested? So we got to wrap it up. One more quick. Go ahead, Chuck. Finish what you were saying. No, 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 no. I'm not the host. I'm acting like I'm the host. I'm not the host. <laughs> Veronica, wrap it up. <laughs> Chuck has his own podcast, so I want well, you guys. Nice all, all right, guys. damn it, Chuck, take control. All right. 
<laughs> no, Chuck. Jump want, on it. Jump I mean, on it, Chuck. Come on. I want everybody to tell me what you guys got. No, going the only on. thing I'm the only no. thing I'm gonna do is is have us on here for ten minutes. So it's gonna wrap up. So no, I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm a panelist. I am not a Host. Yeah, that's the speaker skills. I've been watching yeah. you. I've been watching him. He's a motivational speaker, and he has his daughter on his podcast. Absolutely. I've been watching you guys. You guys are great. Your daughter's amazing, and um, I want you guys to come back because you know the Olympics don't start until July twenty third. So maybe we'll watch it together. Y'all break down that four hundred for us while it's in motion, um, because they have a thirteen hour Japan. <laughs> 13 hours ahead of us so we can replay it and say okay that's what he did yeah. he came out slow i seen clement not use no blocks in the 400 i don't understand what that's about but i'm not going to talk about that right now because we're about to wrap it up what else y'all got going on real quick it's flying start it's flying, flying. <laughs> now, now we're talking now, now clement i want to do the vice versa i'm gonna uh the blocks in 800 he's crazy they're gonna be like get this guy out of here put him in lane one but i want real quick i want you guys to tell me what you guys got going on how can everybody find you guys if they want to get in touch with you and we got to do this again and i might have to give y'all the whole two hours because i didn't get through half of the questions how can we find you, Earl Jones? I know, right? Earl Jones, how can they find you if they want to get in touch with you and what you got going yeah. on? We know you got your race coming up in Easter. You will find me at Talk Talk. Also, too, we have this past weekend here. We have this weekend. Uh, um, and uh, I'm here. I've been here for the last, what, 25 years or so. And I can be found here in Tulsa. You. Matter of fact, they probably put me in a paper or probably in a casino, probably here next week, most likely, probably after this. You're on Facebook? Can they inbox so, you but, on uh, Facebook? Yeah, they inbox me on Facebook. I am just, I I am very humble and, and thankful. I, I really appreciate it. And anything I can do to help anyone, any kid, I will. Absolutely. I had um, quite a few other guys here. Brandon Rock. Who is it? I don't know if you guys was in there in the '96 with him. He, uh, I, I helped him get there also too. Johnny Gray, he says he has to believe it also too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm believing okay. it or not. Okay, so we can find Earl. Next. Look up Earl Jones on Facebook, and he'll have his um his race named after him, a 5K or one-mile uh, fun run. It'll be an Inkster coming in July, end of July, early oh, August. Look for that. Come support Earl Jones. Uh, Clement. Thank you. No problem. Clement, how can they get in touch with you? What you got going on? What 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 you got going on for Nigeria? Well, hey, I'm on Facebook, okay? Uh, anyway, I just came back from Nigeria. You know, uh, basically, uh, uh, my colleagues and I, you know, we, we thought about giving back to Southeast. That's where I'm from. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, discriminatory. But I want to take it back home. So I, I came back. We went on Talent Hunt. So we hosted under under 20 uh, track and field. And it brought tears back to my eyes because I saw those kids. I saw them. I saw myself through them. You know, when I started, man, I was running like on barefoot. And I saw those kids running on barefoot. Wow. So, you know, um, 
Anyway, so, so I want to just say this. If anyone out there, if you have a spikes that you want to toss, please toss it my way because there are some kids back in Africa, Southeast Nigeria that needs to do those, though. A lot of talent. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm, you know, basically want to see if we can bring track and field back uh, to Southeast Nigeria. Okay. Awesome. That's amazing. Okay. That's so we're going to, he's on Facebook. Find Clement on Facebook. Chuck Wilson, we know you got a podcast. Your daughter's on your show with her five minutes. She's amazing, by the way. Is she she plays what volleyball? No, she she's no uh, gymnast. She's on the gymnastics team at the university. She looks gymnastics. Oh, tall though. Hey, Chuck, Chuck, is she is she going to the trials? No, uh, uh-uh. um, usually uh, with gymnastics, it's it, you 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 go to college after. After you uh, go to the Olympics, yeah. Oh, okay. but but really quickly though, um, uh, as many of you all have mentioned, I'm I'm a uh, motivational speaker and I'm life coaching. I can be found on Instagram at Chucky Choice One. I can be found on uh, Facebook at Chuck Wilson, and um, and you know I'm I'm really happy to be to be able to not just give back, but talk about some of the things that we've talked about. Uh, on the show, t- on the podcast tonight, because you never know who needs to hear it. We, we, we don't even know who's listening right now. And, and some of the things that have been said are really, they have the potential to really motivate someone to, to really chase whatever uh, their own personal success is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be on this show. And it's really, it's so good to see my fellow EMU track brothers, man. This is, I mean, this is like a it's reunion. Like nostalgic, of sorts. So, so thanks right? for it together. I know everybody was going to be giggling. And I knew I knew I needed three hours instead of two, but that's all right. Next time, all right. So who did I miss? Fabian. Fabian. Yeah, yeah. Come um, through, Fabian. I'm, Fabian about to coach my daughter, low key. She's going to Olympics. Go ahead, Fabian. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm coaching at uh, Ann Arbor Pioneer High School right now, but you can also find me on um, on Facebook as well, um, Instagram, um, Fabian Rollins photo on Instagram. You can find me there. Um, you know, much like Clement, I'm also working on giving back. I'm actually going to try to get down to Barbados this year and um, try to see if I can get some kids to come on up to Eastern Michigan as well. It's, oh. You know, it, it was a way out for me, so it's a way out for them too as well. I know so. you're, you're in healthcare though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Currently I work for um, Covance Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, so I work in healthcare and clinical research. You know, Fabian's so charming. You know, Capricorns are like that. We're kind of charming. But, no, I really, really appreciate each and every one of you guys coming on the show today. We really, I'm honestly, I really want to do this again. Probably closer to um, uh, maybe around after the 4th of July, closer to the beginning of the Olympics because they start on the 23rd. Um, and they go for 16 days. So we'll we'll touch again and talk about who your favorites are because I wanted to get into the top three sprinters and all that. But we really didn't get into that because I, I really love Old Girl from the Bahamas that dived against. I love Allison Felix, but I love Old Girl. She running 48s in the 400. I, that's all I had to say. But um, basketball starting on the 6th. Uh, what else? Um, what else? We'll We'll be back in two weeks. Um, let me wrap up because he's looking at me crazy like, uh-uh, you, y'all don't went over time. <laughs> I love y'all. Good night. Uh, Happy Father's you. Day. Right. Happy Memorial Bye-bye, Day. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Take care. Yeah.